Good evening, everybody, and welcome from all over. I'm so surprised to see people from Vancouver and back east and everything. Um, I'm up in Santa Rosa, California, it's uh, about an hour north of San Francisco. Um, I am going to speak about my experience, strength, and hope in this program and what it used to be like, what, it, uh, what changed, and what it's like for me now. And I spoke with Nancy, and I told her my story, and she said, you know, you have a strong relapse story, and so I think the relapse meeting would be a good one for you. And relapse was a huge lesson for me that I'd like to share with you. Um, I grew up as an overeater. My, family's, my family was very close. Uh, my immediate family, plus my aunts and uncles and cousins, we get together even now once a month by Zoom, uh, all of my cousins and their children, just to keep in touch because my grandmother uh, and her husband, my grandfather, moved to the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, she was, her parents were annihilated in the Holocaust, and so she and her husband and my grandfather moved to San Francisco, and they had no family. My mother grew up without aunts, uncles, or cousins, so they were very close, and we have we have continued to be so. But my whole family struggles from either alcoholism, drug addiction, or overeating. And um, so my, family, my immediate family were the overeaters. And uh, I struggled from uh, as a child with overeating. I remember it was always very traumatic to me to go away, for example, to a Girl Scout camp or some camp uh, for a week or two where you went to a place to have dinner and then they locked it at night and you went back to your cabin and slept. And I can remember crying myself to sleep. The counselors thought I was homesick. I didn't know what to call it, but I couldn't get in the kitchen. I couldn't sneak food. I couldn't do what I needed to do to feed that addiction. So I struggled all through school. Um, up until high school, I, I learned that um, uh, running and doing physical exercise um, kept the weight off. I was looking for oats, and uh, that worked for a while, but um, it stopped working. My mother, uh, back then in the 70s, no, 60s it must have been, I tried the diet pills, which were new, which a lot of the mothers were taking, so my mother thought it would be good for me. So I went on the diet pills, and they were amazing. I mean, I lost a ton of weight. I'd never been so slender and never been so hyper and crazy. My mother finally yanked me off of them because I couldn't sleep and I couldn't, you know, I was just buzzing because I learned later that they were some kind of a stimulant. Um, and then when I got into college, I learned that smoking kept the weight off. I had a roommate who smoked and I got started smoking and wow, that was amazing. But um, I stopped smoking and the weight started to come back on. And I didn't, I, I, after college, I moved to Germany for a year and wound up staying uh, nine years teaching English in corporations. So I continued to smoke because it was extremely popular in Europe. I mean, everybody smoked, and so that kept the weight off for me. But there was a lot of, uh, I don't know if I can mention food, but they ate a lot of sugar over there, and um, which is considered healthy and normal. It's part of their major industry industry over there, Germany exportation of sweets and stuff. So, um, but I decided that smoking was a problem for me, but then I began to struggle with the weight even though I was smoking. So I didn't know how to deal with difficulty or anything. I 
uh, didn't know how to deal with feelings, so I stuffed them down literally and figuratively, literally by binging. Um, and when I came back to America um, in 1985, um, I was totally disoriented and lost after nine years living in a foreign country. I couldn't find a job, I didn't have friends, and I began to eat uncontrollably, binge every night. This, I was living in Berkeley um, and in, uh, struggling with the food, crying myself to sleep again, um, or crying while I was eating, which was even more awful to me, and a uh, tremendous problem with body image and weight and shame around the fat. So in 1991, uh, four members of my family over the course of that year died. And all that time, I had a best friend who was dying of leukemia. And so when she passed away in October, I was inconsolable. I, my food was out of control. I couldn't sleep. And I went to a counselor. A, grief, a friend suggested going to a grief counselor. And the counselor talked to me. She was in Berkeley, and she was wonderful, but she said, Lynn, after a couple of months, she said, Lynn, I, I know you're trying to work through this grief of the loss of your family, but your binging is, is stuffing all your feelings. You can't, you're not talking to me about what, what's going on. She said, I don't know how to help you with the food to stop the food. And so we researched, I said, I don't know how to stop it either. And she said, well, let me do some research. So the next time I came, she said, um, oh, I found two places for you. One is up on Solano Avenue in Berkeley. It's a two-week program. It costs $4,000, and you'll be, at, you know, you won't overeat after two weeks. And I knew that wouldn't work. No matter what that was, I don't know what it was. I think people were into some kind of aversion therapy, but I knew even if I went through that program now, that would not stop this lifelong issue. So she said, the only other thing I could think of is I have a friend. Her name is Penelope. I'll make that up. Uh, she's lost 80 pounds in the last, and has kept it off for nine years as well. My gosh, that struck me as a miracle. How can somebody lose that much weight and keep it off? I mean, I could lose weight, like in all the programs and pills and things I tried, but keeping it off was absolutely not in any of those programs. And most of those programs I just walked away from. So... I said, so what, what, did, what did she do? And she said, well, she went to this program. It's called OA. And she had a business card. And she said, I'll give you her number. And you can give her a call. So she wrote her name on her business card. And I was supposed to call her. Well, I was isolating and binging. I'm not going to call anybody because that's part of my disease. So over the course of a couple of months, I had a little stack of her business cards on my dresser with the same name, Penelope, and the phone number. And... Um, I just decided one day to go to a meeting in Berkeley. So I looked up a meeting, and that was my first meeting. And it was a meeting at Alta Bates Hospital in Berkeley, 7 o'clock. Um, and I think there were, must have been 100 people there. And I went in, and I listened, and I was so ashamed of what I was hearing, all these people talking about all these intensely personal things, yet they were talking about recovery and, and so on. So I decided to stay because Penelope lost 80 pounds, and kept it off for nine years. And I was going to stay until I figured that out. Because my problem was um, I had the weight. I didn't need any other help. Thank you very much. If I 
I'm just here to get skinny and get away, like all the other programs. But I got the message. I got the message that you have to have a sponsor and you have to work the steps and you have to keep coming back. So I got a sponsor, and she was a big book thumper. She was in another program also, and I learned to read the big book every day. I learned to read the OA literature, and we met and talked, and I went to three meetings a week, sometimes four, sometimes 30 meetings in 30 days if I was struggling. And sometimes I, um, I made three outreach calls a day, and um, so I continued to do that for a while, and I was successful. And I was really grateful for the program because I learned that there was more to it than what I thought it was. And I continued to work with this one woman for many, many years. But then I um, got married and moved to Santa Rosa in 1994. And um, I worked the program. I moved to Santa Rosa. It was hard for me because I've always lived in big cities and I moved to a rural country where I thought everybody had a pickup truck and a big dog and uh, I didn't. And so when I, after I got married, I put on, I'd say, well, I, I tried to work the program, but it was different. They said things differently. They did things differently. And I began to kind of slip away from the program. I couldn't find a sponsor that I could relate to, and so eventually I decided I could do it on my own. I know the program, I have all the books. I can call people in Berkeley, which of course I didn't do, and I began to slip away from programs. I neglected my spiritual path, I neglected my recovery, and then one day I just stopped coming. And that was 1994, no, sorry, 96, and I stayed away for three years. And in those three years, I had lost, gained back all the weight that I had lost, was probably about 75 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I was despondent, and I knew that nothing worked except OA for me. So in shame, I crawled back to the meeting I started in here in Santa Rosa. I came in with an extra 85 pounds, because I put on more. And... Um, in fact, I, I even asked my husband, how big can I get before you will divorce me? And he said, oh, about 300 pounds. And I thought, hmm. <laughs> you know, and, you know, for him it was a joke. For me it was like, tell me whether I have to cut this off. So I went back to the meeting. And I, I, I went and kept my head down because I didn't know what to do. And I went into that meeting and I recognized the people. And they came up and they hugged me and they welcomed me and they sat by me and they all said, we're so glad you're back. They didn't say, oh my God, look at you. What happened to you? They didn't say, oh, like my family would do. They say, oh, look at all the weight you've gained. They just said, Kelsey, let's get to work. Do you have a sponsor? And I said, no, I just asked somebody to sponsor me right there. And then I began to work the program. And I... That relapse taught me many things. The relapse taught me what, what it's like for me now. That, so that was 96, 79, 99, and it's now 2020. Oh, my gosh. And I have been in the program ever since, imperfectly abstinent, but always knowing that this program works for me. I don't know about other people, but it works for me. And if it doesn't work for me, it's because there's some part of it I am not working. 
because I know it worked for Penelope, and I know it works for this girl and those women, and I get close to the people who've lost a lot of weight. I go to meetings that are called like 100 pounder meetings and conventions because I want to see what they do to keep that large amount of weight off. And so what I've learned from my relapse is that I keep thinking there's my plan and there's OA, and my plan creeps in and that I need to get rid of my plan because it does not work. And I know that I was loving, like in the reading that you read at the beginning, I know that's exactly when I came back, that you guys didn't judge me, you welcomed me, you called me, people started making phone calls, outreach calls to me, and I began to recover. But the piece that I was missing was, I think, the service. And so service keeps me coming back now. To me, some people don't get it, but I feel like throwing an anchor onto a rock and it sticks there. And sometimes I'm on a line and I'm flailing back and forth, but if I just pull myself in, I'm anchored because I have a service commitment. I have to keep coming back. Um, my biggest service commitment was just completed like a week ago. I loved going to conventions. I always went to conventions because there's a lot of them in the Bay Area every other year. And I even met one of the founders of the convention. Uh, about a month ago, I know, about a year ago, uh, a friend that I kept running into at conventions called me and asked if I would be the co-chair of the 2020 OA convention. And normally my first inclination, inclination, inclination would be to say no, because that's a big job. And the second thing I said, well, I said yes, I loved you because I was on drugs because I was looking at a back operation and I was waiting for that operation. I was on a lot of painkillers and of course I said yes. So that was... Um, back in February last year, and, no, not, yeah, last year. And since then, I had been working on this convention that we just had two weeks ago, and there was an absence requirement of two years, and I had that. And I had the most fabulous experience I've ever had by working on a convention for a year and a half. I've met amazing people, and now these people are part of my phone call list. I go to their meetings now, and they're all over California. I think we had an amazing convention. It was on a wing and a prayer because we were planning the opened convention. And then midstream we switched and became virtual. We didn't know how to do that. So we had to do the research. But it was a tremendous blessing in my life and something that um, cemented my, my commitment because uh, I had a fabulous team of people. My job was to keep them moving. That's all. I did not govern them. I did not give them my opinion. I gave my opinion, but it was group conscious on every little thing. So I think from that situation I had before, um, I've learned that this program works for me. I'm a lifer. I've committed for life. Um, I sponsor. I have sponsees that, I, that have committed for life. And most of my best friends are in this program. I like to socialize with them. I like to go to meetings with them, conventions. And I do service at all levels. I've been to intergroup many times and meetings and world service. And uh, so that's where I met Nancy. I think, I mean, Nancy was there. And so this is, she called me to speak tonight. So I just want to say that I am so grateful to have gotten my life back, to be able to be the person I was meant to be, that I am able to deal with difficulties and stress in an appropriate way, and that I will say yes service always.
and especially when people call me to share at a meeting, which I don't like to do, but I will do it. So with that, I um, thank you for asking me to come. It's nice to be in San Francisco, a city I love very much, and um, my relapse is what made me commit to being in OA for life. So thank you.